0: Guys, if you haven't checked up on our social media recently, what have you been doing? I'm at Nick Hardwick, and Jamie is at Jamie.Hardwick. That's J-A-Y-M-E with a period, and then Hardwick, which is not to be confused with the other Jamie Hardwick, who I tagged a little while ago on Instagram, and she notified me that uh, you may want to get this straight, bud. Your wife may be pissed at you. That earned me the Worst Husband of the Week award, Sorry, babe. Anyway, you guys know that Lose Like Alignment is going off. I'm sure you've seen some of the ads circulating. Hundreds of men now are losing staggering amounts of weight on a daily basis. It's been so awesome to see. And, of course, I had no idea that life would turn into this for me or for us. I just had to get the information out of my head, share it with others, see if it could help people reclaim their lives. And, lo and behold, It has. And I am just really grateful to be a part of this amazing team. And the most fulfilling thing for me and the program is the weekly interactions that we get through the accountability network. So sign up for that. It is awesome to get personal connections and have conversations and get to understand who people are, what their challenges are, and assist on a very personal basis on a weekly basis. So as this was all going on, we're getting crazy amounts of requests from the ladies wondering if this program is good for them too. And for me, I said, sure, yeah, it is. And But really, since the beginning, I've tried to get Jamie to give my plan a try, and she would try it for a day or two and then basically tell me it wasn't for her. And finally, listening to the requests on social media and through email for a female version and then getting some feedback back from females who were actually in the program and taking that into account And then asking and not telling Jamie what can make this plan work for her and for other females, she went, took the parts from the men's program that she liked, modified it to accommodate the female body and your guys' individual preferences, and gave it a try. And I tread lightly saying this to her. Thankfully, she's not around right now. But it's been super cool watching her own this program. She has gained control back over the food, has reset her hunger cues, and has lost the weight she's been trying to lose, really, forever. I know. I Believe me, I don't think she has anything to lose either, but still, she's getting to a place where she feels great about her body, and that is important. In fact, I just get out of the bathroom, and she says, I've lost this weight, but Nick, I've lost an inch off of my waist. She's taking measurements. So we sent the adjustments back to our design team, and voila, the Lose Like a Lady program is born. We would love for you guys to join the team. If you want to know more, all food preferences and eating styles work within the framework we provide in both the men's and the women's program. We do provide body weight only workouts and daily activities known as every hour on the hour exercises. (EHO). But guess what? As we tell everyone, the exercise is the least important component of the plan. It's not required to lose weight. If you don't want to exercise or you've got your own form of exercise that you would rather do, do that. We are never going to discourage that. This program will help you figure out what works best for you. You're going to learn appropriate caloric loads for the day and per meal. You're going to learn how to match your caloric intake with daily activity levels. You're going to break free from the having to eat a meal every three-hour cycle. It really is an incredibly empowering experience. Also, the program helps build healthy self-care habits that make the program sustainable for life. And it's wonderful when you figure out That the more you take care of yourself, the healthier, the easier it is to make good choices when it comes to food, when it comes to exercise. And the best part about the program that a lot of people find is it's four weeks on and two weeks off of the plan. That is what we call a diet break. How many programs encourage you? to not do the diet. We do that, so you're gonna build trust with yourself, you're gonna take the skills you learned, and you're gonna put them to test in the real world, the whole process, it's incredibly empowering. When you reclaim your health, you really do reclaim your life. Join our teams, sign up at hardwick.life, it's like hardwick.com, but hardwick.life, and use the code PODCAST20 for 20% off the order, and, by the way, you can use that code forever on anything site-wide forever. And we want you to know that we're here for you. You can email me directly at nick at I, I do. I get back to everybody. Try it. Try me. I'll get back to you. Uh, anything you have. Show recommendations, any questions, any support, any criticism. We're here for that. Throw everything my way. You need help modifying this program to suit your particular needs? All you got to do is ask. We've helped hundreds of people make this program work in their lives, and you can too. All right, guys, back to the show. Check it out. Hardwick.life, podcast 20 for 20% off, and we hope to see you on the network soon. Love you guys. Casey Thomas, RD, performance nutritionist for UCLA basketball on the Hardwick Life team. Casey, I got an email today from Geno Palette. I'm sure there's a bunch of others, but their tagline is eat for your genes. They tie into 23andMe, and it's like a $40 buy-on, and it seems like I've heard a lot about this now, eating for my genotype. What does eating for my genes mean, and should I be doing it?
1: Sure, yeah, that's a, that's a big topic and one that I'm getting asked a lot myself as well. Um, so the first thing to kick it back just a little bit is to just give a little bit of background information so that way we kind of understand what we're talking about here. Cool. So as far as eating for your genotype, first you have to understand what genes are. And basically that's what makes up exactly what you are, right? You get it from mom, you get it from dad. And between me and you, we're 99.9% Identical as far as our genes go, so there's actually a very small amount of variance between humans. There is variance, but there's not a huge amount of variance. Yeah. Um, so you're going to get two copies of genes, one from mom, one from dad, and if those two copies of the genes are the same, they say that that's homozygous, and it's just a fancy word for means the same. And if you get a different copy, so one different copy from mom that's different from dad, we call that heterozygous. Okay. And frequently what you see is that there is a dominant and a recessive genotype. So for example, eye color. If you got blue eyes from mom and brown eyes from dad, you're not gonna be some blue-brown hybrid eye color. You're brown eyes. <laughs> you just, yeah. uh, that, that's the dominant genotype. So typically there's one dominant and one recessive and uh, that shows its way across all of our genes. Okay. Sure. Um, Now, genetic variance is a good thing. If every human was a clone, uh, evolution would not exist. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This this is a way for us to have good genes that get passed on and bad genes that kind of uh, get weeded out. And so getting back to the question, should we be eating to our genotype? um, this This question kind of presupposes that we are, that we have specific genes that are keyed in maybe to specific foods. Uh, But that's not true. And that's what I see a lot of companies making claims for, like, like, we don't have a gene that's like, okay, this is for bananas, or this is for a chicken, or this is for, you know, whatever. Um, We we don't have a gene like that. Uh, And and I'll be the first to say that actually, I, you know, do make money because I have sold uh, assessment, like, nutrigenomic assessments to people. So I'm speaking very candidly. Um, The the evidence just isn't there yet to prescribe a specific diet based off of genes alone. And that, that's kind of the, the punchline. Anyone who makes that claim that says that they can pre- prescribe you a specific diet off of a simple genetic test is, is outright lying. Okay. Um, the The recommendations that they will make are usually generic that could be applied to everyone. So for example, you know, one, one test might say, oh, you should eat more carrots. Okay, but who are we telling to not eat carrots? You know, that could <laughs> like- that can that can literally be applied to everyone.
0: It's like and, a psychic reading.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and, and so, w- what I will say is, it is a very fascinating field, though, and the technology is improving. And I think if we are able to get a bigger picture assessment, um, I think eventually we are going to get to that spot. We're just not there yet. Okay. So I think, you know, if we take into consider things like you know, epigenetic modifiers, your gut microbiome. Uh, how the different pieces of your physiology are all interacting. If we can get all of that data, and you know we're kind of moving that direction, I think we really can get to the point where we say, "Hey, this diet is really what is best for you." Um, but that's decades away. I don't think we're we're okay. there yet. Um,
0: what can we discern currently from our genetics? Sure.
1: Yeah, so we can discern the biggest thing that you can discern from genetics right now is how Uh, certain micronutrients and drugs are processed and handled by your body. And so what what do I mean by that? I mean, uh, things like vitamin B12. Uh, We have a gene that is clued into B12 absorption in the gut. Okay. Uh, So if you have the, the inefficient gene for B12 absorption in the gut, then it means you're more at risk for being vitamin B12 deficient just because you're not absorbing as much. Um, but, but the catch is this, is that you don't actually care if you're at risk for being B12 deficient, what you care about is, are you actually B12 deficient? Mm -hmm. And (laughs) so how, how do you test for that? Well, you go get a vitamin B12 blood test and you see, am I actually deficient or not in vitamin B12? I don't actually care if my genes tell me I'm at risk, if my diet is fine or if I'm compensating otherwise. And that's kind of the whole issue with it is because humans are built with a lot of redundancy to ensure our survival. So if you get one copy of like a a bad gene, the other one can usually make up for it, similar to that dominant recessive thing. And, uh, you know, we even have redundancy between genes. So if you have two copies of a really terrible gene, usually a different piece of your genotype is going to compensate for that. Um, and and on the flip side, if you have like two superhuman copies of a gene, um, then there's probably bad genes somewhere else that are you know bringing you down a little bit down to the average. <laughs> um, this this gets a little bit skewed when you start talking you know some people who are way outside the bell curve in whatever their field is. So you might have some physical freaks who are definitely you know taking advantage of some genetic quirks. Um, same thing goes for cognitive capacity. Um, But for most people, what you're seeing is that you can't read just a genetic report. There's so many other things that are not being accounted for there. And you might as well just look at what the end result that you want is. So if you're looking at, you know, like I said, the B12 thing, you might as well just get a lab test. Um, Now, uh, uh, one other thing that I want to mention, though, is that there have been some preliminary clinical studies that were, you know, suggesting, okay, so maybe there's a dietary type that might be better for you based off of your genes. So, you know, 10, 20 years ago, we had some studies that were saying, okay, uh, based on your genes, we might be able to put you in a low carb bucket, or maybe a low fat bucket for weight loss. And a lot of those studies showed that genes played a very significant role in whether or not that particular diet type was good or bad for you. Um, however, uh, and and that actually got me really excited. So, so if I was speaking to you five, 10 years ago, I would have been a lot more hyped than I am now. (laughs) Um, but there was actually a recent really, really high powered study, uh, came out in 2018 by I think Gardner and they had like over 600 participants. And what they did was they put them on, on these healthy weight loss diets and they wanted to see, uh, okay, if we assign you based off of low carb or low fat and we look at the genes that are associated, associated with either low-carb or low-fat diets, um, is one type of person going to be losing more or less uh, weight over a year period? And basically, they found there was absolutely no association between these genes and no association between uh, insulin, which was another proposed factor. Um, so the, the punchline, though, is basically like, Right now, there's not really conclusive evidence one way or another for a diet type, but you might be able to get some interesting look at um, micronutrients and then also some drugs. And what I mean by that is things like caffeine. So I can look at a genetic report and say, uh, you're probably going to be one of those people who would benefit from a caffeine supplement if you're an athlete or, you know, if you just need to be more alert or something like that. So that's kind of the scope that we're looking at right now in terms of the actual utility of a genetic report.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I'm looking at my 23andMe report currently, and I am likely to consume more caffeine, which I do feel like I operate better on higher levels of caffeine, but I also feel like I process it quickly. And so I go to bed and I sleep just fine. But this is to kind of the, we'll throw a general statement out there and it it works for most everybody, regardless of genotype, is people with your genetic result tend to have a similar BMI on diets with greater or less than 22 grams of saturated fat per day, as long as they consume the same number of total calories. Right, calories in, calories out, it's the balance. And then it, it does go on and it says, however, diets high in saturated fat have been associated with increased LDL cholesterol, which is a risk factor for heart disease. They're not really giving you any novel information. It's consume saturated fat in moderation. And as long as you're consuming the same number of calories, everything's going to be the same. I, I would guess that they're putting that on almost everybody's report card.
1: Yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of these reports from a lot of different companies and 99% of what they throw on there is very generic based, just like that. And it's like, this could easily apply to anyone. It's like, oh, you should be exercising. Really? Who, who are we telling not to exercise, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, um, wh- one thing that I will say though, which is more theoretical, but I do think there's some, some truth to it is, uh, and it doesn't need the 23andMe report to do it, but I've done the 23andMe report, like I said, and I've, you know, given these reports to other people as well. But um, if you just look to, you know, your ancestors, like if you go way back and not just like your 23andMe, but you're like, okay, so for me, I'm, you know, like Scandinavian slash like European, basically. Right. Um, you look to your ancestors and you look at what the local food is, was available to them. That's probably similar to what is ideal for you. And that's, there's a little bit of evidence to suggest that um, depending on where your lineage comes from that, you know, the local foods there are probably going to be in line with what your physiology wants, but there's, that's a very broad strokes generality. And a lot of people are not going to fit into that bucket, but some people might want to start there,
0: but it is great common sense. And it does make sense. Yeah. <laughs> A lot. Yes. Casey, thanks so much, buddy. Of course. Anytime. I love it. <laughs> hey, to everybody out there, we're both here to help. Reach out with any questions you have. Casey, are you cool if I give your email? Of course. Yeah. I okay. love the stuff. Casey, R D at gmail.com. And I'm nick at nickhardwick.com. Reach out to either one of us. We'd love to help. Thank you guys.